You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Padres podcast, which is part of of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day for the th- Thursday, May 20th. As always, I'm your host with sometimes, occasionally, but certainly not always, the most, Javier Reyes. You might be familiar with some of my baseball-related work at places like Baseball FYI, Fires on Base, or Off the Bench Baseball. Or maybe you're familiar with my pop culture entertainment beat of things over at places like Nerdist, Mental Floss, Inverse, Blade Disgusting, Film Cred, and more. And hopefully many more to come. And can confirm that there's many more to come with baseball, especially, guys. But more importantly, of this here Lockdown Padres podcast, you can check out the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno. And that's spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And if you feel feel so inclined, you can hit me up on either of those two accounts with any questions, comments, or concerns that you might have, and I'll do my best to get back to you, and maybe even back to you here on the show. Been doing a thing for a while now. Send me some five-star reviews on the Apple Podcast app with a written review asking a question in the little review box. And I guarantee, it's a guarantee that your question will be right on the show. Because I really enjoy bribing people for five-star reviews, guys. That's how I roll. (laughs) But yeah, uh, today's episode, guys, is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me this week. I should say specifically tomorrow, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Right when the uh, Mariners game starts up between the Padres and the Mariners, I'll be doing a little bit of a watch-along for the beginning of that game, answering any questions, and just kind of vibing and hanging out. That should be a lot of fun. Locker room, changing the way we talk sports. But for today's episode, it's a fun one. Once again, I'm going solo on this one. Uh, I feel like I've been going solo secretly for a while now. I usually have a lot of guests on the podcast, but... Right lately, I've just just doing doing my own thing. Uh, we're going to be recapping yesterday's game between the Padres and the Rockies, which resulted in a sweep of the Padres. It was lovely. Going to be talking about my thoughts on that game, anything to take away from it, and then going to be answering a listener question that has to do with kind of way too early trade deadline potential moves that the Padres may make. That's going to be a lot of fun, guys. So let's get right on into it. And also, firstly, just want to apologize that this episode is coming out so late. Uh, in the day. I promise tomorrow's episode is going to come out a lot earlier. I don't know. Just weird week. Weird week for me. But anyway, yes, let's recap yesterday's game uh, between the Padres and the Rockies. The Padres won by a score of three to nothing. That's right. They blanked them. They absolutely blanked them. And there was a lot that happened in this game, despite that kind of uh, less than exciting um, box score there. First of all, Joe Musgrove gets the start in this game, goes seven innings, giving up no runs, two hits. That's all he gives up. Didn't even walk a batter, and he struck out 11. Wow. An, a bounce-back performance, some might say, for Joe Musgrove. It's his best start that he's basically had since April 19th against the Brewers when he went four innings, gave up two runs, and struck out 13. 13 strikeouts in that game. I forgot about that. Just check that now. He was amazing that night. That was also against a, a little subpar team when it comes to offense, but my thing has been this. Here's my thing, guys. I've said it before. Joe Musgrove is a number three starter. I want you right now, all the fans listening, you say, oh, Musgrove, he doesn't look the same anymore. He's falling off. First of all, uh, if you thought that his first two games, going six innings, no runs, eight strikeouts, no walks, and then throwing a no-hitter, that he was just he was just going to continue that pace and just be a top-five pitcher in the league, 
Uh, calm down a little bit. That, that's my advice to you. Here's what I ask Padres fans. Find me. Compare all the pitching staffs in baseball to the Padres and find me a number three starter that you like more on those teams than Joe Musgrove. Because say the Dodgers, Bueller, Bauer, Kershaw. Okay, whichever one ends up being the number three, whatever you want to say, right? Okay, that's one team. Can you name another one? The Braves with Mike Soroka looking like he's out for potentially the rest of the year. He's facing a setback. Nope, I'll take Musgrove. Thank you very much. Yankees, I don't care if Corey Kluber threw a no-hitter yesterday. I don't care. I'm still taking Joe Musgrove over Corey Kluber. Although I do admit it's not like a giant disparity. I do kind of like Corey Kluber in certain situations. What teams can you think of? The Rays? Eh, not really. Maybe the White Sox if you're feeling extra generous and you're feeling good about Keiko, Rodon, Dylan Cease, Lance Lynn, whoever exactly is the number three starter. I like that rotation, though, I will say. But in general, you can't definitively choose one of those guys over Joe Musgrove right now. The A's, I honestly think that that team just has a lot of number three starters, which is good, by the way. They just have a lot of depth. They have all these, like, B, decent starters, but I wouldn't take any of those guys right now over Joe Musgrove. You could make a case maybe the Marlins are getting there. Trevor Rogers, who I've talked with with uh, RM Layton of Lockdown Marlins, is, like, the big breakout rookie of the year guy uh, so far. It's, like, him and Dylan Carlson, maybe. He's been great. Sandy Alcantara, Pablo Lopez, whenever uh, Sixto Sanchez gets back, they call up some of their guys. Okay, maybe that's one team. Maybe the Brewers with Freddie Peralta, who's just having a breakout right now. Maybe the Brewers, but did you see what I'm saying? Like, a lot of them are maybes. There's not many teams in baseball you would take. That's my point, okay? So don't be expecting that just because Joe Musgrove might not perform like a superstar ace sometimes, that that's a bad thing. If he was the number one starter on the team, that's one thing. Because that says, oh, you really are relying on him to be, you know, a top 10 type of starting pitcher. But that's what you, Darvish, and hopefully Blake Snell are for. So everybody needs to stop worrying about that. He looked good in this game. He's going to have those games because of the curveball, in my opinion, that he hangs it up in there. Brandon Crawford killed him. Brandon Crawford, of all people. I know he's having a little bit of a renaissance right now, but I'm not totally buying it. Like, I'm not buying some of those Giants hitters, to be honest with you. But... You know, he does leave that, that curveball every now and then, doesn't have the perfect control. It just kind of hangs up in there and people take it yard. That's just what happens sometimes. But what's great is that he uses other pitches besides just his curve, and that's why he's been so great. But that wasn't the only kind of uh, remarkable thing in the game yesterday. Instead, we also had, first of all, Craig Salmon, low-key, don't look now, 1.75 ERA. I saw someone use that joke on Twitter that Charles Barkley, we're going to start a dialogue for Craig Stammen being an all-star, which was hilarious. Shout out to that person. I retweeted it on the account. Um, Mark Melanson picks up a save in this one. Yet again, still perfect. His ERA is sitting at 0.87 right now. He's been remarkable. But in terms of the rest of the game, Grisham strikes out three times, which kind of sucked. May Machado doesn't get anything really going in this game. But this was the Tatis and Cronenworth game. First of all, Fernando Tatis. Somehow not having the highlight of the game, but he does first game. I didn't mention this on yesterday's pod, by the way. Totally forgot to mention that both him and Eric Hosmer were cleared to return. Will Myers, it's now being said, is about to be cleared to return um, on this on Saturday. So that's something to look forward to. And Profar obviously is back, but um, Tatis, back with a vengeance, going 4-4 four for four with a double, two RBIs, a, a home run, which was lovely when he hit that. Just he's back, Fernando's back. I mean... Not much more I could say. And then on a stolen base attempt, he, he gets a stolen base. But in the midst of it, he does a split in order to not go off the bag. I'm telling you, whether it is a routine ground out, whether it is him walking up to the batter's circle or he's hitting dingers, every single thing that Tatis does is exciting. It's just, it, it really is. His personality is absolutely infectious. Uh, and it's lovely for the game. 
But the biggest highlight of the day actually comes from Jake Cronworth, who I mentioned yesterday how he's been absolutely raking, hitting above 370 for this month, hitting about 400, above 400 in his last 35 at-bats. He hits an inside-the-park home run. Can you believe that? Holy cow! I mean, Jake the Rake, first of all, it must be pointed out, though, Charlie Blackman is really bad. Like, he's... He was at one point an elite offensive player in the league that was able to make up for the fact that he's one of the worst right fielders, at least in the NL. He's terrible, and that was evidenced yesterday. That was shown with the way he played that ball off the wall. He was he kind of like gave up on it. I don't know what he was thinking. If the ball is out, then okay, that's one thing, but you don't stand that close to the wall. So that's basically part of why Jake Cronworth, who isn't the fastest man in the world, but certainly not slow, is able to, you know, pull off this inside the park home run. But nevertheless, and it's funny, I feel bad for the Rockies. Uh, Really bad series for them. It's one of those series where the bad team eye test just looked like the bad team. Like, if someone who knew nothing about baseball was watching the Rockies this series, they would guess, oh man, is that one of the worst teams of baseball? And they would probably be able to guess that. I mean, Charlie Blackman just, I honestly thought that it was a mistake for them to keep him around so long. You already had plenty of offense on that team. You needed someone who can close the distance uh, with fly balls and, and line drives out in Coors Field. We give you an A-plus defender to help your pitchers since it's so hard to perform there. But this isn't about the Rockies. It's about the Padres. Now winners of six in a row, two consecutive sweeps, and we head into the Mariners series, which I'm looking forward to. But I'm not going to talk about the Mariners series uh, implicitly and specifically. Instead, we're going to be talking about a listener question that I got. But before we get into that, guys, I first want to talk to you about the wonderful thing. That is investing. And investing, it can really be complicated, guys. But whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easier. They have the right tools for every portfolio. They can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically are handling all that stuff for you based on preferences that you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low 0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first 5000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. All you need is 500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do that work for you. To get your first 5000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. Remember, that is Wealthfront, W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T.com slash LockedOnMLB to start growing your savings. And now shifting gears, guys. Vroom, vroom, vroom. I know I've been doing the shifting gears pun a lot for this ad read, but I got to keep it going. Uh, Rockout.com, guys. Let's talk about that for a second. First and foremost, family business serving auto parts customer design for 20 years. They have everything you could need, brake parts, tail lamp, motor oil, even new carpet. They have it all, and they deliver it directly to your door. And their catalog is remarkably easy to navigate, which is what I love the most, especially since I don't know anything about cars. So it's very helpful for that. And best of all, prices at rockout.com are always reliably low. You don't want to spend up to twice as much for the same parts. So go to rockout.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And now with that all said and done there, guys, it is time for a listener question. Again, remember, you can send me some five-star reviews on the Apple Podcast app with a review. And in your review, ask a question. I guarantee you I will answer it. And today's question comes from 
Mr. Anthony Burris, who I've mentioned a lot on the podcast because I answered part of his question last week. Now we get into the big old thing. He says, too early question. Javier, I love the podcast. Exactly what I was looking for. A daily podcast on our Padres with a knowledgeable, energetic host who knows our Padres with a fan's perspective who knows way more than I do. First of all, thank you for the kind words. You're probably being uh, way too kind, to be honest with you. I'm not a a super genius, but thank you, Anthony. Uh, He says, my question is, I know the trade deadline is a long ways away, but what do you think is our weakness we need to improve? Should we get a reliever to help out our bullpen, who have been stellar, he says in parentheses, but getting worn out because of our inconsistent starting pitching, or get a bat for the middle to end of the lineup? Somebody to get on base like we did last year getting Mitch Moreland? If the Cubs aren't in contention and in a fire sale at the trade deadline, I think Chris Bryant, in parentheses, free agent next year, would be a great addition to our team taking over left field for Tommy Pham. What are your thoughts? Okay. I have a lot of thoughts, and we're going to break them up into two things. First, let's talk about the team and potential weaknesses. And I'm actually going to be saving Chris Bryant for a chat tomorrow with uh, Mr. Sean Sears, uh, which is going to be a lot of fun, giving our whole breakdown of the Cubs and whatnot. Uh, So thank you for prompting that uh, discussion, basically, Anthony. But let's get into it. So in terms of the team as a whole, are you guys ready for the ultimate cop-out? Okay? This is the ultimate cop-out thing. I don't really see... As many flaws in this team, they are playing better. I'm not just saying that because they're playing better recently, but this isn't a team that really has any glaring holes. It's a lot of guys just not necessarily playing all that well. You could say, you know, Blake Snell isn't playing well, for example. Tommy Pham isn't playing well and all this stuff, and and maybe maybe Chris Paddock isn't playing enormously uh, well either. But the biggest thing is that unlike last year's team, you brought up Mitch Moreland, which I think is a great point that I'll get into in a second, but unlike last year's team, which was a breakout team, Hosmer and Myers figured out, they, they find Cronenworth, all this stuff, right? Tatis is a MVP for much of the season until kind of he trails off towards the end, and Chris Paddock is not as great, but it doesn't matter because Zach Davies and Denelson Lamette carry the rotation. Okay, so you have all that, right? The thing with last year is there were some potential holes I just mentioned, you know, Paddock, who was entering the year as basically the team's number one starter, he kind of falls off, so that prompts A.J. Peller to add another starting pitcher for running the playoffs with Mitch Clevin, uh, Mike Mike Clevin, I mean, sorry for the stumble there. Um, and then he also brings in Trevor Rosenthal because the bullpen was hurting. The bullpen, one, hadn't been performing that well that year, and with, with you know, guys like Emilio Pagan and Craig Stammen really getting blown up a lot, and also because Kirby Yates was injured. So there was actually a need there. This year, bullpen is good. Offense, yeah, it could need they could need so the offense needs a boost, but part of that is guys that aren't just playing all that well right now. With Tatis, it, it goes up and down to a degree. He's also been out of the lineup a decent amount so far this season, and Manny Machado and then Tommy Pham. I do understand the need for some bats there, but it's not as easy, at least in my opinion, to find what the weakness of this team is on paper. I think the biggest thing also is when it comes to pitching, you could say, you know, I want something to upgrade over Chris Paddock. First of all, I would also respond to that by saying, well, he is young and still has some potential to improve, so I wouldn't panic there yet, but unlike saying being able to just look at the roster and seeing what's a clear weakness, I think a lot that would depend on what the Padres do, it does matter how Denelson Lamette's health is and how Mackenzie Gore progresses. In terms of the latter of those two points, Mackenzie Gore, from what I've been following, very inconsistent so far in his AAA starts that he's had so far. Some issues with command, which granted, nobody start freaking out. 
Still a top prospect, but it's possible that maybe falls back a little bit. From what I've been hearing, I've been talking with Arm Layton of Locked On MLB Prospects about it. He said, yeah, there's some issues with control uh, lately with him. That's kind of scaring people. So that's not a great sign. And then with Denelson Lamette, who knows? So... What, depending on what happens there determines whether or not the Padres maybe go out and get another uh, starting pitcher. And I'll talk about some of those um, in a little bit. But that's kind of the, the general view of the team where it's not it, – I don't feel as good about who to add right now. Especially because – and you also did say this. It's a too early question. Um, it's, it's just really hard to gather what this team that's really built like a blockbuster friggin' Avengers quality team, uh, what they exactly need for sure. And I know that's like really unspecific, but stick with me, stick with me. It'll come full circle at the end. Um, also, with your point about Mitch Moreland, another tricky thing, and Tommy Pham also. Um, the tricky thing is last year there was the the universal DH for the National League. So I, w- I think that there's tons of options there. If you, if you have the DH, there's tons of players that you could look into that we'll get to in a little bit. Um, but for right now, since there isn't, it's a little hard. Hey, I would be of the belief you go out and Bring back friend Mil Reyes, you know what I mean? Bring back him if you have the DH. Um, the Tigers don't make that trade, I don't think, if there's a DH in the National League. Fran Mil Reyes is really good, uh, at least in my, my approximation. Terrible fielder, but really good uh, bat. Um, and then with Tommy Pham, yes, it's officially, look, I know that you still got to hold that hope to a degree. I still think he has a really good eye at the plate. He's like a 360, 350 on base percentage so far uh, this month, despite all the strikeouts and whatnot. But he just seems like a guy that every single time I'm hoping for him to have that big hit, he doesn't. Even the home run that he had, it was a game that was kind of already out of reach anyway. Like that was a blowout game and it wasn't all that needed. I just want to see some more, man. I just want to see him make contact with the ball. There's so many times he doesn't pass the eye test. And I know the eye test is the best thing to use for baseball, but he's just not passing it right now. So I'm worried about him. Could you exchange him for Chris Bryant straight up? Obviously not. You probably have to give up somebody. But given the fact that Chris Bryant's entering free agency, I don't think the Padres would be giving up too much, nor should they. So we'll just have to see what the Cubs kind of mood is. And we'll be talking about that um, tomorrow's podcast with Sean Sears. That should be uh, a lot of fun. And in terms of just adding bats, it's tricky, man. It's really tricky, especially since so many of the guys that the Padres have are like guys under contract. I mean, remember, like just to to give a little bit of retrospective, like last year we all wanted Will Myers to be traded. All of a sudden, that's not a guy that you're moving now. You know what I'm saying? So it's we're going to have to see how it pans out. But now before we talk about some of the big names that I've been seeing on the trade market and what have you guys, I want to quickly talk to you about betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season. Obviously, in full swing in what in a variety of fashions with, you know, drama and everything. It's in full swing, but you can track all the betting action at Bet Online, and you can get all the latest nudes, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC, MMA action before the next pitch head over to bet online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news sign up bonuses and contest information don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs in the case of the nba they're already in the playoffs head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit remember to use the promo code locked on bet online your online sportsbook experts all right, guys, now let's quickly talk about, for this last year's segment, about some of the players that are being talked about 
the most when it comes to trade deadline type of acquisitions. And again, we are very far off, so I'm not gonna. I'm only gonna touch on them a little bit briefly and give my thoughts. Okay, so I mentioned that batting is a little bit weird. We don't know what's going on with Tommy Pham. Let's start with some hitters, okay? Because of course, that's probably the area right now that the Padres, just based on how they are currently performing, have to improve on. I don't know if that's gonna be the same by then, but I digress. So in terms of some outfielders, I feel like the biggest name, obviously, is Chris Bryant. He's been working out there more, and that would be a huge thing for them. Not going to talk about that one today just because I'm talking about that with Sean Sears uh, on tomorrow's episode. So going to save that. But there's a lot of other players. So Jack Peterson of the Cubs is interesting because he's on a one-year deal. And one-year deals are typically the type of ones that uh, guys love to, or teams, I should say, love to trade and deal away with when they're not in contention anymore. And especially when it's a cheap one, like Jack Peterson. He's okay right now, batting 260 with a 342 on base. Only one home run, which is a bit unfortunate, which is a lot, you know, less, uh, especially at this rate, than last year. He had seven in total of last year and 36 the year before. So he has some power, and he's been okay before, even if a little bit flawed. But I still like those on base skills, and still, he, he seems like a solid player that won't cost much. So Jack Peterson is definitely someone I'd be interested in. Another guy, and he's also played not. A ton of left field, so I wouldn't be, you know, super hopeful that he could be great defensively. So keep that in mind. And then some other guys that people talk about are Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo is probably one of those guys that it depends on how the Rangers feel about him. They're a rebuilding team. I don't know exactly what the Padres would have to give up. He's played a decent amount of left field before. Again, I would love the guy. He's actually a pretty good defensive player, even if sometimes he's this home runner bust guy. He's actually a pretty good uh, outfielder, which is one of the most underrated things about him. Him and like Adam Duvall might be the most underrated like defensive outfielders in the entire league right now. Another one, Starling Marte. Uh, one, because he's good, and here's the thing about him. You might be thinking, the Marlins are a little bit on the up and up, and Starling Marte is a really good player. To that I say, I agree, however... Just because they're on the up and up does not mean that they're going to be buyers necessarily at the trade deadline. They may seek to sell off any of their kind of older assets that they have, and Starling Marte is one of those guys. And on top of that, Jesus Sanchez, one of their prospects currently in AAA, here's how his stats right now. He's got an OPS over 1,000, 1.559. He's batting 510 with six home runs and 19 ribbies. He might get the call up and might serve as a easy replacement for Starling Marte since this guy seems he's ready. So since he's playing so well, I could see the Marlins potentially moving Marte. Again, I'd have to talk with my my buddy R.M. Layton about that of Lockdown Marlins, but I could see that. And in terms of just whether I would like the Padres to aim for him, hasn't played too much left field in his career, I will say that. But uh, he's like the banner of consistency. He's not got the upside necessarily offensively of Chris Bryant. Actually, not necessarily, I shouldn't say. He definitely doesn't have that upside. However... I am willing to believe that he is not going to have this tremendous fall off a cliff. He might just be like a 270, 340 hitter, and that would be really big for this team. And I don't necessarily think it would cost too much to get him, although you have to see what's going on because I, I don't know. Because in Major League Baseball, and I've said this about trades before, you just never know. Guys give up a nickel sometimes for superstar players, and it, it just happens, and that's the way the, the landscape can shift in right now. So I would love that. And this, also another reason, middle name is Javier, so I'd be a big fan of having Starring Marte. Really a banner of consistency when it comes to players in uh, Major League Baseball. Um, Lorenzo Cain might be a guy that some people would throw in there, but I think he's just a little bit past his prime, and I'd rather just... 
I bet I just not his on base skills aren't the same, and it's not like he's playing center field. We already got that great defensive center fielder and Trent Grisham. Um, so those are just some of the batters right now. Batters could fluctuate a lot more than how I feel about pitchers. Let's talk about four different kind of areas for pitchers. Okay, first of all. Let's talk about the Angels really quickly. They are a team that might be sellers at the deadline based on how it's been going. Apparently, they are the most top-heavy team of like the last 20 years in baseball. They have Rendon, Otani, Mike Trout. Some of the like I would argue those are like the fifth, three of the 15 best players in baseball right now. And and then they're still going to be a pretty bad team. I'm not all that interested in the surplus of potential arms that they'd have on the market. Dylan Bundy, Andrew Heaney, Jose Quintana. Nothing, no shots at those guys. But I wouldn't be willing to deal any type of farm system capital for those guys, I'd rather just bet on Chris Paddock, Ryan Weathers, and what have you to kind of fill out the end of that rotation. I just, I'm not feeling it with those guys. I don't think there's that much of an improvement if you acquire them to trade for a starting pitcher. And starting pitchers in general, I don't think is something that the Pirates are going to be trading for right now. Uh, another one would probably be Jake Arietta of the Cubs. You know, the Cubs, they might, I just talked about how Jack Peterson probably wouldn't talk uh, costs too much to get him. Um, Jake Arietta might be a guy that some teams trade for. I'd love to see how that pans out. He's having a, a decent season so far. If he keeps it up, maybe he's a guy, also depending, of course, on the aforementioned Mackenzie Gore and Denelson Lamette, and we'll see how Chris Paddock turns out. Depending on how that goes, maybe they'd add him to the, the rotation if he keeps it up. That wouldn't be too bad of an add and probably wouldn't cost too much, especially with, since we don't know what the heck the Cubs are necessarily doing in terms of what they want out of you know, returns for their, their players. Um, and then the last two, number one, Max Scherzer. I know he's like the dream case scenario for a lot of teams right now, though. And considering that the Nationals don't look very good, currently 17 and 23 behind the Marlins, just to give you like some... Uh, some some perspective. Uh, that's the same win total as the Pittsburgh Pirates. You know what I mean? The Cincinnati Reds have more wins than them. The D-backs have more wins than them. So Nationals, another team that's a little bit top-heavy, but I don't know. I mean, he is entering free agency, so maybe they'd be willing to part with him. That'd be a dream case scenario, and I'd be very curious to see. That would be the ultimate we are going for it this year move. I just, I don't quite see it. But then again, talking about the Padres here, we, we never know. But the last guy I want to mention who would be, in my opinion, the dream case scenario is Herman Marquez. I think this guy is genuinely a top 10, top 15 pitcher out of course field. I'm just going to say it. I really feel that way. And I think a lot of people have felt that way for a while. I know he hasn't been good this year. He had that one game where he got absolutely torched, didn't make it through a single inning, gave up eight runs. He hasn't looked uh, that amazing so far this year, but I like the strikeout stuff. He throws really good sinkers and sliders and change-ups and curveballs. Like, he's got a decent repertoire. So, I love the reason I bring him up because he's, one, just going to be an interesting... I would say, actually, Herman Marquez is part of this kind of segment. This is a guy I definitely think every team should be interested in right now because the the Rockies with Jeff Bradrich resigning... Oh, man, you never know if you could just run in there and as a case of just organizational dysfunction that you can get in there and kind of just get one of their guys. Maybe they'll hit a hard reset and not necessarily get in return what they should for some of their players. I'd be looking really hard on Herman Marquez. Although, I also admit, I don't know if they trade in division. Uh, that's an old kind of antiquated way of thinking, I think. If you're a baseball GM, to not trade within your division as long as it helps your team, who cares? You know, at least that's how I feel about it. Um, but Herman Marquez would be one to keep an eye on. I'd be thrilled if the Padres got him. 
even if he's still struggling a little bit, I think that he's a great free him from Coors Field and the Rockies, and he's going to go back to being the, a really great starter. So I look into Marquez. I say every team looks into Marquez, but that's the bottom line. Pitching, though, overall, don't see them making any moves right now for a starting pitcher. I think that they're believing, at least for right now, in Denelson Lamette, and they don't want to give up any farm system capital. They're hopeful about Paddock, and Ryan Weathers has been a revelation. So I don't think they're going to do that. Um, I would definitely be thrilled, though, if they made some maybe like a buy-low option. If Tommy Pham is still, by the time the trade deadline comes along, just batting the way he is, which is porous and just miserable. Let me tell you, Tommy Pham has not been fun to watch so far. But um, that basically does it for my talk about just a very early thoughts on some of the guys that people are talking about for free agency, at least some that might have some relevancy with the the Padres. I know there's some others like Kyle Seeger and whatnot, Trevor Story, that would make sense for other teams, just not the Padres. Um, before we officially wrap things up, though, let me just tell you, check out the Locked On Today podcast, guys. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today pod, hosted by Peter Bukowski, the legendary Peter Bukowski. Every major sport, all the latest news, with the help of our local experts here at Locked On. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app wherever you get your podcasts from. As I said already, guys, tomorrow I'm going to be talking with Sean Sears, former host of Locked On Cubs, currently doing some radio work and what have you, good friend. Uh, and he's going to be talking about Chris Bryant and you, Darvish, and all that stuff and where the current state of the Cubs is. I actually didn't ask him about Jack Peterson. I should have brought that up. But uh, the Chris Bryant talk is what you guys really want, don't you? So that should be a lot of fun. Um, next week, you're going to be talking with Emily Nyman about that Derek Jeter documentary announcement and just... Kind of vibing, man. We got the Seattle Mariners series coming up. Hopefully, they can get a series win there, too, because uh, the Mariners have been really bad lately. They have fallen off that. They started off hot, but as expected, they've really regressed back to what everybody expected, which is not a very good team. Uh, but with that all being said, guys, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember, subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Overcast, where ever send me some five-star reviews on the apple podcast app with a review and in the review put a question and i guarantee you that your question will be read on the show like anthony burris's question today remember to follow the show or myself on twitter and until next time stay safe and of course stay faithful my fire faithful homies take care